Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. I'm your host, Nada Hogan, and I have the great honor to be with Ruth Elliott today. Ruth says that becoming a mom ushers you into a club, giving a depth of experience and fellowship that all moms share. And Ruthie calls that the brotherhood of motherhood. You're never the same again, and you're better for it. While Ruth was raising seven children through a difficult marriage, she became an Emmy award-winning animation artist. But through it all, her real dream was to influence children everywhere to become better people. In 2003, she began GoMommyGo.com to share tools for positive reinforcement. And in 2007, she founded EDU Designs, a nonprofit that creates media for children's character development. Ever since then, Ruthie has been reaching families with tools that embody love in action. As a professional coach, Ruthie helps women get in touch with the things that they have the hardest time saying. And she has a beautiful website, spiritledsupermoms.com, and of course, gomomnigo.com. Ruthie, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Nada. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's just a joy to speak with you. Even if we're not in person. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say in person, but we're sort of far away. But hey, I feel like it's in person. So that's great. Absolutely. Yes. How wonderful. Well, I can't Uh, wait to meet you in person. You, You just seem like a person who has... It's just so full of love, and I I really appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you so much. And Ruthie, I have to tell you, it's exactly how I feel about you. There's no question, and you are so full of love. And and it's obvious from the work that you do. And if I was to dive in, first, I just want to ask you about, and I've never been with an Emmy Award-winning anything, and you're an Emmy (laughs) Award-winning animation artist. My goodness, how did that all come about? Well, it, I'm really, I, I really feel blessed, and and uh, uh, gosh, it was just uh, I got the Emmy award after um, not realizing that I got it. Uh, I worked in animation doing cartoons for, gosh, it must have been uh, 27 years, and uh, one of the shows that I worked on was The Simpsons, and the very <laughs> first season of The Simpsons um, was an award-winning episode. And, and so I guess uh, because I worked on that, we, uh, we all got a, an Emmy. <laughs> and I was so proud and happy to work on it. So. But you know what? It's kind of like um, what my mother used to say. The, what the world thinks of you is, is kind of like the back of your head. You really can't see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that great? Most of the 
most of the uh, wisdom and stuff that I that I feel like I've got was from my mother. She'd always say these wonderful little sayings, and I'd go, "Huh? What is she talking about?" And then yeah. she'd like parables, and then she'd explain it. So I mm. I feel very blessed. So I accidentally got the Emmy Award, um, but you know it, it's kind of like uh, what they say: success is when preparation and opportunity meet. Yes. So I, I prepared by being a, an artist all my life, and uh, and then uh, uh, the opportunity came to to work in animation uh, again accidentally, and uh, and that's where I think divine uh, intervention came in because. Really, you know, when you think back, you realize, gee, if I hadn't gone to that person's house that day and done this and that, then this wouldn't happen. And I wouldn't have met the man of my dream, you know, or something. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Isn't it? I think the hand of God, I think, is in all of it all of the time. That's right. I I really believe that. And looking yeah. at all the things on your uh, wonderful website, uh, I, I I feel so... Uh, so blessed and and I and I got so much out of looking at it. I feel like the same thing that you just radiate this uh, sense of that there's a divine touch and, and divine appointment in uh, in life and and all of it's it's all it's all his job you know it's yes it's history and his story <laughs> that's right that's right absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And it makes life that much more beautiful and pleasing, I think. So, yes. Fabulous. So you had an awesome relationship with your mom, it sounds like. And it makes me because your work is so it's it's about moms and children. Mm -hmm. And you are so deeply ingrained in that. And it's just so beautiful. My gosh, the work that you do. I didn't realize how much your work is is around children and helping to develop their character and to um, be really great human beings when they grow up. And I read a testimonial about you um, with just with your own parenting that you have brought seven beautiful and socially conscious children into the world and that you absolutely walk your talk. And so I guess I want to dive in there that that how how was that for you raising seven children when you were in a a difficult marriage? Because seven, that's a lot of children to manage, even if your marriage is fabulous, but when it's troubled, wow, that's a, that's. It it, it was really, it was really hard um, in a lot of ways because, uh, and this is another reason why I feel, (laughs) why I, I got so good at praying because mm. I had to call out to God all the time and say, help. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, even, even with one or two kids, it's the same way. I mean, but, um, uh, but, but it was like having eight children because my husband uh. was very much the biggest kid of all. And uh, uh, it was so, it was such a challenge. Um, I remember, see, I re- originally wanted like 13 kids. And, and, and when I, when I was looking around for eligible mates, cause I figured I couldn't do it alone. Yeah. I, had to, <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to, you know, like kind of interview people. Cause like, I knew that I wanted a lot of kids and, mm. and, and this was my dream from the time I was little 
Um, and, and so like, it was difficult because, uh, you know, I couldn't find anybody that wanted kids. Oh, wow. You know, I'd be going out with guys. They'd say, man, I don't want kids. You know, I just ask them casually, you want kids? And, uh, if they said no, and I'd say, oh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So that was real, real no, you know, it was like a, a deal breaker for me. So when I met my, my first husband, he was just, I don't know if he was like reading my mind and figuring, well, if I say no, she's going to run away. Right. Uh, but uh, he, so he, he said, oh yes, he was like, wanted to help kids in orphanages and did all this stuff. So I said, oh, he's a man for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so marvelous and wonderful at, her, at first. But uh, like I said, he was the biggest kid of all, and uh, mm. uh, it was really hard. So, <clears throat> but we we uh, he it, it we we survived. That's the, that's the the miracle of it all. And you know what? I'll bet you anything that most people, when they when they you know get married, unless they're super intelligent and have some kind of great wisdom, um, they they don't always pick the right person. <laughs> Right. Yes. And, and we are all so different. Getting along with somebody, I think, is the most important skill in the world. Yeah. And that is something I work on really hard to help ladies with. Ah, uh, okay. So can you talk into that a little bit? What is the work that you do do with women? Okay. Well, the biggest thing is helping them to discover their real feelings because I think as caregivers we are and and mostly women a lot of us are caregivers we're the the ones that really want to express love and be loving and be loved and and so we we tend to um if we're going to hurt somebody, we stop or we don't want to say everything if we think the other person will, won't like it. So we end up kind of squashing ourselves. Mm. And, um, uh, and then the more we squash ourselves, we're not the real us. And then right. pretty soon, the real us is hiding somewhere in a corner and, um, and we feel like they don't really know us. And so even and even if the other person, like your mate, does love you, um, if you're not showing your real self, you feel either dishonest or like they don't really love you. You can't believe it. Why? Well, you haven't been showing the real you. Right. And if yeah. you don't show the real you, how can they how can you feel that they are loving the real you? There's a certain amount of, of vulnerability in, in exposing yourself, and you have to be able to do that if you want real love in your life. But that's like the scariest thing in the world. So I help ladies to discover what it is that they're really feeling and they're just having a hard time saying. Mm, yes. So when you're doing that kind of work, do you know that from experience? Did that happen with you when you kind of felt like you were just squashing your feelings down? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I think one of the biggest things that uh, uh, it's, it's almost like a survival instinct. If you've ever, um, well, when you think of little children, okay. Now, when you're a little kid, 
you're extremely vulnerable and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And um, if you were an adult and somebody, say, yells at you or something or hurts you, your instinct would be to run, right? Yes. And and, and what are the, you know, they say the, the uh, we do fight, flight, fear. Oh, wait, no, fight, flight. There's four Fs, fawn and freeze. Those yep. are the responses to abuse or yeah. feeling threatened. So if, when you're a little child, you're too little to fight because you'll lose. So you don't right. fight. Right. And flight, you can't run. Where can you run to? You need your parents for your very survival. Right. So you can't run. You can't fight. You can't flight. And then the other thing is uh, freeze. You can freeze and just like become a stone face and try not to feel anything. Yeah. Or you can fawn. You can pretend that, oh, I love you so much, like a little puppy lays on its back, hoping you won't hurt it, you right. know, saying, please love me, please love me. And you can, you know, fawn. So yeah. th- those are the four things the five, that people do. So with me, when I was younger, I always um, see, I had this weird experience where um, I was, I never knew why until I was eight years old, why I was always afraid that I had to be really good or somebody would want to kill me. And so when I was eight years old, I found out that my dad had wanted me to be an abortion. Now at eight years old, they should never, kids should never find that out. Or it was an, it was just a fluke that I found it out. But because of that, and and my dad is somebody that I adored, and I just loved him so much. It was like a knife in my heart. So I I just felt like, oh, my gosh. And the reason why that he didn't want me was because it would have cost him $350 for the hospital bill in 1949 or whatever, something like that. So I was – I had this terrific – like feeling that, oh my gosh, I must never be a burden to anyone. I'll never, I'll never be a burden. I'm going to just work, 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 and and always be an asset and not a liability. I didn't know those words at those in that age. Yeah. <laughs> but I decided at that moment that I was going to be the consummate, you know, giver. And uh, so, but this was yeah. this was a hangup that took me years to get over. Because yeah. in real love, you have to give and you have to perceive. Yes. So I've, I've, I've worked on that a lot. And, and I realized that he didn't really mean it. Like he hadn't even met me yet. Didn't know how wonderful I was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? So, right. You know, you know, I mean, we've overcome that and, and he's passed on now. But, um, but I adored him because he, he did love me once I was born. But that was a, it was a thing where like, okay, when a person believes a lie, you know, it can, it can cause an avalanche of mistakes. Um, and they say that when, you know, when you've allowed a lie into your mind, when you start to worry. So, uh, uh, isn't that interesting? So, so yeah. the lie that I was letting in my mind was that somehow I was not loved. 
And the other lie was that somehow I had to work hard to deserve to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so, and, and you know what? It's so funny because, um, I mean, it's interesting because when I look back, um, I've done a lot of inner spiritual work and, and stuff to try to understand why did I, was my life like this? <laughs> right. Yeah. And yet, and yet when I look back and realize if this hadn't happened, then that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> and if I had, right. And, yes. and, and one, one spiritual um, lady that, that talked to me, um, she said, well, just look at all these wonderful things that, you have been able to accomplish because of the pain of your past. Yeah. So it's, it's not for not. Right. It's for a reason. Yes. So, yes. so we, so that, that made me say, Oh, and so she said, you should be grateful that mm. you went through all those things because it was the reason why, you had this impetus to try to help other people in a way that would, would do some good in the world. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is just it was so amazing. That had to have been such a big thing to work through at that little mind at eight years old, trying to process yes. all of this and how it, because we just don't have the filters to understand that and how it lands in, in so many different areas of our life. And it has such a profound effect on everything that we do. And your spiritual teacher, I think you said spiritual teacher, um, who mm -hmm. helped realize to be grateful for all of those things, mm -hmm. because it was mm -hmm. the to what you're doing now, which is such beautiful, profound work. And do you think that's exactly why you got into working with children and why you wanted to have such a big family? I think it might've been uh, because I remember when I was a little kid, uh, one of the other things that my mother, uh, you know, was really fantastic about is um, since we didn't have um, like a car or anything, we'd have to walk everywhere. And um, when we, when we'd go to the store, I think we had one car and my dad used that and she was at home with us. So we had to walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. So um, as we walk along, we talk. And I remember like, if I'd see some like kids who were like fighting with each other and swearing at each other across the street or something, as we were walking along, I said, gee, Mom, why do they act like that? And she uh, said, "Well, it's probably because that's what they see at home." Oh wow! And then I'd say, "Wow," because see, I never heard my parents like swearing at each other. I never heard people saying anything bad until my older sister became a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changes now. <laughs> Right. I had never heard a bad word or anything until, you know, oh. then later on from her. But um, so the so the interesting thing was that she started me interested in, in being interested in psychology. Mm. And she would say things like, um, oh, well, don't be, you know, that person, uh, he he had a really bad, you know, experience with blah, blah. And that's the reason why he's. He's having a hard day today, and uh, um, you shouldn't be, a, you know, don't think it's about you. So she got gave me a lot of, like, uh, objectivity 
because yeah. I would look at people like, gee, what's wrong with them? Oh, it's not my fault. And then that way I wasn't like uh, taking it personally, even though I had taken it personally. <laughs> what right. Dad, what I thought about my dad. Um, but but I, I think she gave me a lot of wisdom that way. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. How helpful yeah. was that? My goodness. So now did your sister go on to continue working in the psychology world? No, my sister didn't, wasn't in, in working into psychology, but she, um, my sister actually became an astrologer. Oh, and, um, even and cooler. She, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, I, um, she, she was an interesting lady because, uh, and she's passed on now, but she became mm-hmm. a very famous astrologer, Antonia Lamb. And, uh, she, she, um, being around her when we were younger, it was like everything was was her territory. Like if you walked into a room and you were, and she was singing, um, and if I, if I started singing along, she'd say, "That's my song," and she'd get a little <laughs> upset. Or you know, if we took ballet classes. We couldn't take ballet classes. That was her territory. So oh no! Started, yeah. So when she started studying astrology, it was like I knew I wasn't supposed to touch it. So I just yeah. would secretly read her book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so I studied astrology too. And then, uh, and then, but then I thought, well, I ha- I can't pretend, you know, that I'm not studying something. So I studied palmistry and I learned how to read palms ever since I, you know, was like a little kid. And, and I learned uh, handwriting analysis and stuff and all in the, in an attempt to figure out what was wrong with me. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, as, as everybody does, um, and, and I'm sure it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing because otherwise, why would we even care about trying to figure things out? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. man. So beautiful. I just cannot even believe this. Ruthie, I always say that this is, when we do these podcasts, that it is absolutely mm-hmm. a time warp because we are already out of time. And so I have this list of questions that I want to okay. ask you. And so I'm wondering, would you be willing to come back and do this with me next week so we can ask absolutely. all of you? Absolutely. I would love it. Oh. Wonderful. Count me in. Ah, uh, thank you. I, you are just so much fun. If I was your next door neighbor, we would be hanging out all the time. Your husband would be saying, can she yeah. go home now? <laughs> yes, we wouldn't get anything done, but wouldn't we have fun? That's exactly correct. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Ruthie, you're just, you are such a joy to talk to. And, um, and I, I just, Oh, thank you. You're just uplifting. And just in this conversation, getting to know you a little bit more. And and now I have so many more questions that I want to ask. So so for the listeners, I want them to know because you do coach um, ladies, you do have Mm -hmm. a whole coaching service for them. And then you do have programs for children. And that information will all be on the website, but I'm going to say the name of it um, real quick now, but it will be on the website on my, on the um, show notes. I'm sorry. So don't worry if you don't, if you don't get a chance to write at this moment, but it's wonderful. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's gomommygo.com where she shares mm-hmm. tools for positive reinforcement. And then um, we'll talk more about the EDU designs, which is, um, okay. 
for children's character development. And then the other Mm -hmm. is spirit-led-supermoms.com, where she works with ladies as a coach. And that information will be in the show notes. So no worries if you didn't get that. And uh, Ruthie's going to come back next week, and we're going to dive in more and find out some more fabulous things about this beautiful soul. And um, I'm honored to have you you with me. Mm. Well, thank you. And, uh, and, and I surely think you're wonderful too. So it's, uh, it's all, it's all the same. We're all looking in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) One to no one, right? Uh, Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So to all of the listeners, thank you so much for being here and the information will um, be in show notes and make sure you come back and join us next week for part two with more with Ruthie Elliott Hills, uh, Hills done or Ruth Elliott, same person. She is the same person. (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.